0: The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind The answer is blowing in the wind
1: Hello and welcome to Yoga for the Revolution, a show about self-care in the age of resistance. Today, I want to talk about the fact that our modern world is a pompous windbag and what to do about it. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about Ayurveda again. This time, the Vata dosha, and we'll go over all the definitions again. But Vata is about wind, movement, mobility, coldness, rough, dry, light. I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but what we'll talk about is why our whole nation, if not the global community at large, is Vata imbalanced, what that means, why we're like that, and what we as individuals can do about it to find our own balance in this kind of super mobile frenetic world. So let's take a moment to review some select truths about modern city life. These are all gross generalizations. And I'm doing that a little bit because it's just easier to talk about stuff that way. But I also am assuming that I'm talking to you as a specific audience. You are, I am assuming, aware of self-care culture in some way. Think goop, or Deepak, or, you know, the healthy eating gurus, the newest juice shop, smoothie joint, you are also likely active mentally, you're listening to a podcast, there's some part of you attracted to the idea of revolution, you're interested vaguely in some kind of politics, you are probably left leaning politically, because otherwise, hello, nice to meet you. I think our president is a danger to society and might be a sociopath. Glad to have you here. As a left leaner, Chances are you come from or have moved to a city, which means life can be crowded and hectic and full of jobs and people and to do's. And that's true, really, even if you don't live in a city. So here you are. You listen to podcasts in your commute to a job that pays enough so you can afford class pass and probably hate going with Paltrow. But I mean, even you have to admit her skin is flawless and she does that with smoothies, then let's whip up a batch or something. These are kind of my vague assumptions about who you are. And here are some of the things our society values. Forward progress, multitasking, choice, having choices, demanding choices, never settling, hustling, side hustling, thinness, working out till you pass out, creativity, quick thinking. Yeah? So even if you don't fit my assumptions about who you are as a listener, those things about our society are Pretty true, regardless. And I'm not necessarily making a judgment on those things exactly. I mean, of course I am, because of course I am. But what I'm trying to say is that, in and of themselves, those qualities the multitasking, demanding choice, creativity, quick thinking those qualities have no intrinsic qualitative value. They are neither good nor bad, but our society makes them out to be better. Than the alternative. We thrive on those qualities, right? Doing several things is better than doing one thing. Thin is better than plump. Creative is better than dull, I guess. Fast is better than slow. Now, we could make an argument that slow food and slow fashion are pushing through that rubric, but again, that's an exception to the rule. Potentially, there is a movement or a trend to encourage people to slow down. But even that movement is entrepreneurial in nature and a little side hustly, because then culture is asking you to be a successful business person, family person, and at the same time, be meditative, patient, take deep breaths, don't negatively impact society, right? And that ask alone requires some creative thinking and drive and a bullet coffee. Coffee is a whole other thing. But caffeine addiction is like a badge of honor. Busyness is a badge of honor. Okay, so all of that, all of that is vata. So let me rewind for a second. What we're talking about here is Ayurveda. It's an ancient science, a systematic way of describing the world that is thousands, thousands of years old and relevant AF, as the kids say these days. Uh, Ayurveda is based on a system of 10 qualities and their opposites. These qualities are present in every single thing in the world. Frogs, princesses, overalls, barbecue, fireworks, dandelions, all have a combination of qualities. And certain groups of qualities together make up the three doshas, vata, pitta, and kapha. If you recall kapha, we talked about that last episode, the sticky stuckness and the good hugs. Pitta, we touched in episode 11 with the hot, hot heat and the fire, right? And Vata, we're we're in the middle of all that now. Kapha, the sticky sticky and the good hugs, is made of earth and water. That's the one that does all the holding on. Pitta is made of fire and water, fiery, in charge of transformation, digestion, analyzing thought, coming up with ideas. And Vata is made of air and ether. Cold, really mobile, always moving, very active. The main qualities of Vata are dry, cold, rough, light, and mobile. Well, there you go, right? That's our society. We eat cold cereal, dry salads, and rice cakes. We love our class pass. We're constantly on the go. We're always looking at screens, right? Light and mobile. In and of themselves, there's nothing either positive or negative about the doshas either. They are what they are. And everyone has a little bit of everything. The great thing about vata is that nothing would exist without vata. Movement creates, whether it's physical movement or mental movement, the body could not work without vata. We could not pass nutrients through the body. We couldn't build bone and we couldn't think. Neurons firing, passing information from one part of the brain to the other. That's all vata. And there's nuance there and sub is responsible at that level. But overarchingly, uh, vata is movement and we need that to live. Breathing, motor function, sensory function, vata, vata, vata. Yeah? So vata, good. But, but, you can't live on movement alone. You can't. This is a good time to remember the definition of dosha, which is that it is the thing that when it is disturbed, disturbs other things. So an imbalance of vata is an imbalance of, you know, a lot of things because vata is mobile. It's already moving. So it's really hard to keep it in balance. Does that make sense? Think of a bumblebee or a hummingbird just buzzing around. It's moving so much. A bee would make a horrible partner on a teeter-totter. Vata tends to get out of whack easily. And we live in a super Vata world. So chances are we are all a little Vata disordered or Vata deranged. And what does Vata derangement look like? Could be insomnia, anxiety, fatigue, poor digestion, bloat, confusion, franticness, aimlessness, lack of concentration. So, I mean, that's kind of all the things, right? We have all of those things. And I know I blame Twitter for everything, I do, I know, but think about it, that endless stream of information is very vata. It's asking us to flip from one thought to the next without fully digesting any of it. So it's the same as it is with food. If you eat without chewing, you get gas and poorly digested food you read Twitter or really any constant input of information, words or images, and you get brain farts. You can't digest it fast enough. And so your brain is left with hundreds, if not millions of undigested thoughts, and then we can't sleep at night. That's vata derangement. Okay, so what can we do to balance vata? Well, we know according to the principles of Ayurveda, that like attracts like and opposite balances. So, we've talked about this before. Like attracts like and opposites balance. To balance cold, dry, rough, light, mobile, we need warm, oily, smooth, grounded. I mean, that sounds good. If you think about that really. Warm, oily, smooth sounds so good. That sounds sexy. What does that actually look like in real life? Well, think of food. Instead of a smoothie, cold, light, mobile, or salad, dry, rough, cold, try something warm. Cooked food, guys. Yeah, we learned to do it thousands of years ago. Let's do it again. Cook the food. Eat it warm. Have a few nuts. Those are good and oily. Food can be grounding if we eat it consciously. So I'm going to take a little bit of an aside to say, this is different than eating your feelings. I know because I did this yesterday, or maybe it was the day before. Um, I was really not grounded. I had a lot of feelings. I had a lot of thoughts. I was not present. I was really just in a daze. And I could have done yoga and I could have meditated. But instead, I ate a burrito, and it was delicious. And then I took a nap. So so I'm not necessarily recommending that course of action, because I don't know, that wasn't like the healthiest way to handle that situation. But I bring it up to say, food can be grounding. If you do it consciously, then that's even better. Moving on. Instead of iced coffee, or iced tea, try something warm. Tea, coffee, or you know, water. Just water is fine, but try it warm. Now think of activity. If you've had a wild day, lots of commuting or driving, if you've been on a plane or in lots of meetings, then maybe, maybe a Cycle class is not the solution. I know, you love SoulCycle. It's so mobile and it's so loud. Perhaps you could choose to do something quieter, smoother, walk around, breathe, take a bath, do yoga, and maybe not the jump around kind, right? Look at a gentle class or a hatha class instead of a vinyasa one. And that just means less flow, more standing still. It can be more grounding. Routine is huge to help balance vata. Go to bed and wake up and eat and move at regular times every day. All that routine will pacify vata. Try at work or at home to do one thing. Do one thing at a time. I know. I mean, honestly, you're doing more than one thing right now. I know you are. Because who puts on a podcast and then just quietly sits they their eyes closed and listens. The whole point is that you're doing it while you're doing something else. If you are, I, kudos, give me a shout. I'd love to hear about your listening routines and how you do that. But you can try to call down the multitasking in order to stop encouraging all that movement in the brain. This is another thing. This one I like, and it has nothing to do with stopping you from checking Instagram while you're in a meeting. Don't buy moisturizer ever again. Don't buy it. You don't have to. Oil. Yay! Use oil. I get so excited about this. Put oil on your body. That's it. Coconut oil is heavier, cooler. Sesame oil is warming. Nice. Plus, you smell like food, which is great okay okay i am not with you all day though which is either sad or wonderful depending on who you are so i can't really help you with what time you go to bed and if you smother yourself in oil what i will do today though is introduce a really simple breath that can help pacify vata it's called brahmari breath or bumblebee breath and why is this important? Why is it important to have a tool in our back pocket that can pacify vata? Because we live in a mad, 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 mad world. And it's not likely to calm down anytime soon. Unless things really do go nuclear and we're all just, you know, bombed back to the basics and we're, you know, looking to find food and shelter. It's not going to calm down anytime soon. We're going to have social media. We're going to have the news. We're going to have this administration or another one. We're going to have a lot of input in our lives, whether it's food, activities, media, any of it. None of that really is going to stop anytime soon. So it's really important for us to have these tools so that we can just take a deep breath, slow down and not get caught up in the tornado. Because if you're in the tornado, then you're creating more tornado wherever you go. But if you can be grounded, if you can be your grounded, smooth and oily self, then there's less of a chance you're adding to the vata in the world and maybe you're serving to be an opposite and balance. Before we get into the breath that I want to do, I do want to take a moment to thank you again for listening to Yoga for the Revolution. If you have not subscribed, please do so. Please rate the show. We have one very lovely review. I would love to see more because I don't know. I'm a human. I thrive on ego. You know, whatever works. You can also find all the episodes on yogafortherevolution.org. You know this already. You can talk to me on Facebook at facebook.com slash yoga for the revolution or follow on Twitter at Y underscore F underscore T underscore R. And then when I ask things like, hey, you want to meet up and go to the Daily Show's presidential Twitter library in New York this summer? You can comment. Yeah, I do. Thumbs up. All right. Thanks. Bumblebee breath really helps take your focus inside internal focus means less dealing with the buzzing life outside you'll make a humming sound on the exhale and you can use your hands to help block out external distractions you'll have options for the hand positions to help quiet the senses here are two bring your hands palms close to your face and then close each ear with your thumbs And, you know, this is gentle. It's like, don't stick your thumbs in there. Just place. And then place your index finger and the pointer finger just above the eyebrows. From there, allow the rest of your fingers to fall gently on the bridge of your nose. Okay, so thumbs gently to close the ears. Index and pointer finger just above the eyebrows. Rest of your fingers fall gently on the bridge of your nose. Or if that's a no-go, you can simply use your hands to cover your face and eyes. Nothing complicated, just like peekaboo. So that will be the hands. I'll walk you through it, and then we'll do it together. As usual, find a steady seat. Sits bones grounded, feet grounded. Spine is long, so there's plenty of room for your lungs. Also, this is your chance to start practicing monotasking. Right After we walk through this together, you could just do this on your own without listening to me quietly in a room with no smoothies. Take a few moments to deepen the breath. Find an even inhalation and exhalation. Close your eyes to focus on the breath and start bringing your attention from the outside world inside. This breath is done through the nose with your hands in position, eyes closed, inhale through the nose, and then exhale with a humming or buzzing sound. And do that for the whole exhale, and then breathe in again through the nose. I'll do a demonstration so you know what that sounds like. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what it sounds like to me. My teeth are very gently touching. I don't have my jaw clenched or clamped shut. Just as a side note, I totally clamp my jaw all the time. That's why I sleep with a mouth guard. super sexy. Don't do that. Instead, let your jaw relax and the mouth close. That way, when you make that buzzing, humming sound, you'll really be able to feel it through the bones of your face into your sinuses. So that way, your whole skull becomes kind of a a cave and the sound can echo and reverberate in that auditorium of skull. All right, that was an odd image, but with that image, let's begin. Cover your eyes. Inhale, inhale, exhale and hum, inhale, exhale and hum. When you fully release that exhale, release the breath. Take a moment, allow your breath to return to normal. Notice if you can feel the vibration of the sound in your skull. This is a good time to adjust to the body, adjust your position if you need to, because we're going to go again. We'll do seven rounds and then release. When you focus on the sound, it can be an easier way to bring the mind right into the practice without distraction. Allow that sound vibration to reverberate through your mind and your body. Preparing again, ready your hand position, inhale through the nose, and hum out. Inhale through the nose and hum out. Inhale through the nose, hum out. Inhale through the nose, hum out. out. Inhale, exhale, hum. Inhale, exhale, hum. Last time, breathing in through the nose and hum. Exhale, release the practice. Keep your eyes closed and gently remove your hands. Pause. Notice. What does your body feel? Cool or warm? Busy or calm? Just notice. And bring this awareness into your day, into your choices. Use this tool To help balance the pace of your mind, the pace of your day. Until next time, keep breathing and live to fight another day.
0: Too many people have died. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind.